0: Arsenal with a 2-0 emphatic victory over Leicester and Ramsdale the greatest keeper of all time. Tottenham have a new manager and Champions League chatter across the board. Welcome to the Going on Gooner podcast episode 52 part 2. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to, to, to the, the
1: going, going, going Gooner podcast. <laughs> Apologizing for nothing today. The, the plain and simple truth is that we suck. So clearly, Alvin listened to the episodes. No, he did. I have no doubt. What makes you think more instability is what this club needs right now?
0: Most likely will make one of the best Netflix documentaries since Firefest.
1: The Going Going Gooner podcast is brought to you by your party station Z89.
0: Welcome back to the Going Gooner Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Pod. As always, shout out to our parents, Z89. I am Kyle, joined by my co-host Arjun. And Arjun, it was a fun week to be an Arsenal fan. And by that, I mean
1: a fun week to love Aaron Ramsdale. It was a fantastic performance by Aaron Ramsdale. Arsenal pulled out a 2-0 victory at the King Power against Leicester. Um... But it, w- it was a great match. Uh, Arsenal played very well uh, in the early going of the match. Uh, Gabriel Magalais, the center back, scored a glancing header early on, and then Emile Smith-Rowe and his magic came up big in the 18th minute. But no goals after the no 18th goals. minute. No goals, we did it. Clean sheet right there. But Aaron Ramsdale produced one of the best Arsenal goalkeeping performances I think I've ever seen. Um, not only did he make an incredible save on, on a James Madison free kick, I think people overrated the save a little bit. It was a very
0: good dive. It was a very good save and then double save.
1: Arlo White had a great point. I mean, Arlo White, a Leicester fan, of course, so he's going to be a little bit biased. But but Arlo tweeted that you know there would be questions asked of Ramsdale if he didn't save that. Um, But regardless, uh, he made a few other incredible saves to keep a clean sheet, and I, I think Aaron Ramsdale. I think we said it last week. As each week goes by. He proves us wrong. And that's exactly what we wanted him to do. I said over the summer that if we signed Aaron Ramsdale, it would make our transfer window from an A to a C plus. And I I I could not be happier that I was incorrect. Same. And and I mean Ramsdale um has has shown so much confidence, so much swagger in goal. Um, that I think Leno's still a good shot stopper, but I think Ramsdale provides that much more. And the discussion after that stellar performance Which got David Seaman talking got Peter Schmeichel talking Um, I mean Peter Schmeichel said that's one of the best saves he's ever seen when his son was in goal on the other side of the pitch So I mean that's just high praise from some legends um, in goal Um, I mean What more can you say about Aaron Ramsdale? But I think the main discussion that that has been going on right now is that does he deserve to take England's number one? Does he deserve to take that from Jordan Pickford? And it, right now, I think it's a yes. Yeah, right now it's a yes. I mean, it's a, it's a toss-up if you're
0: being uh, Gareth Southgate in terms of right now, Ramsdale's playing lights out. Uh, that's the first thing. Um, it as, yeah, as you said, we, we both were like, we don't think we just signed Ramsdale. It'll make our window horrible. It wasn't because he's a bad player. Let us just get that point across right now. We said it most times during the window when it was happening. It wasn't because he's a bad player. It's because we had other needs that we clearly weren't going to solve. We solved those needs thank somehow by the grace of everything. Um, But he has proven us to be the top signing of a window for us, which is saying something because our team looks real good right now. Um, And also, I want to also shout out another signing from this past window, Nuno Tavares. I mean, he has played electric on that left back spot. And again, we said it last week, he's not taking Tierney's spot. He's just playing really darn well. There was a difference,
1: a big difference. <laughs> I, I totally agree, and, and you know Tavares has been fantastic, um, it, holding up that role that, that Tierney usually would have. But he's going forward a lot, and and he that's exactly what Tierney loves to do as well. But I said it last week, Kyle. This team is best when Smith Rowe and Saka are on the wings, and that's exactly what we saw in this one. Saka and Smith Rowe were on the right and the left wing, uh, respectively. Aubameyang and Lacazette were the two up top and Laconga, sorry pardon me, Laconga and Partey were in the middle making it a 4-4-2 essentially. Um I I was uh, we said last week we were interested to see if Arteta would go forward with the 4-4-2. He did. He didn't revert back to the 4-2-3-1 and it worked like a charm. I mean it's been working and since that 5-0 loss against Manchester City, Arsenal are unbeaten. Yeah. 9 games on the trot unbeaten. Um it, it's just a testament to how how this team has turned things around, playing much better football, much more confident in the midfield um, when the tactics are right. And I think we said after the Spurs match or after the two draws um, against Brighton and Palace, uh, we cited an article by, by LT Arsenal on Twitter that said Mikel Arteta needs everything to go perfectly to win a football match. And, and the last two matches, the last two wins um, uh, against Leicester uh, and, and the week before that, the win against Villa show that's not the case that that Arteta has made um, in-game adjustments um, After starting fast to keep us ahead and and I think that's a testament to what our Mikel Arteta can be as a manager And, and he doesn't need everything to go perfectly no, he does I mean I mean Leicester played pretty well They played a good match Leicester is a very strong side Villa is a strong side as well and both of them were able to take it to us um, in in crucial parts of the game, but we all, all we were all we did was just outscore. Yeah, and, we and, did. We did exactly we had to do. And against Leicester, Ramsdale was the one who who kept us at who who kept us ahead. Um, scoring goals early has helped a lot. We've gotten we've started really really well um, in the wins we've had. I mean, this the first half against. Um, Spurs was some of the best football I've seen from Arsenal, and I think this game against Leicester is some of the best sustained 90-minute, is one of the better sustained 90-minute performances I've seen since for for a while. And and, and, the, and everything is just looking up for this team right now.
0: The only thing we're waiting on is for the strikers to get goals. That's basically it, is waiting for Laka and Alba to get goals. That is essentially all we're waiting for. And in the past, we've been like, oh, that's our problem. We're not getting goals from elsewhere. We're scoring goals from corner kicks. That doesn't happen for Arsenal. We don't do that ever. When it happened, it was Mustafi scoring a goal to make it three-one. That we got our <laughs> one goal. That was what it usually was. But no, we're scoring goals from corners. It's two consecutive games. Partey last one. Gabriel on this one. Smith Rowe a good goal on the other end as well. Playing really well. If the strikers continue this non-run of form, but the rest of the team continues their run of form scoring. We could, like, legitimately look really good if they start getting goals. We could legitimately be a good team. And by the way, Arjun, as you noted before the episode, you know where we're sitting right now? Can you just tell the the listeners where we're sitting
1: in the table? I can. We're sixth. Relegation, relegation, um, we're in a relegation battle, and we're sitting in sixth, Kyle. Arjun, do you know where uh, a Spurs are in the table? Oh, would you like to tell me? I believe they're sitting in ninth. Oh, well, that's really interesting. Um, and, and... Their goal differential is negative seven. Ours is negative one. Um, ha, nerds. <laughs> but uh, but we'll we'll move on to Spurs because that that was I think the biggest news in the Premier League this this week.
0: And it starts before we get to the the news with the, the match they played against Manchester United. Yep, uh, which ended three nil United. Uh, firstly, it was the the match of the who's going to lose their job first of Nuno Espirito Santos or Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. that. The feeling going into the match was whoever loses their job, whoever loses the match loses their job. It was kind of what it felt like. Ole, carried by Ronaldo, who we'll discuss more of later, carries United to victory, really, with a goal and an assist. Uh, Spurs lose 3-0. Nuno loses his job. 24 hours later,
1: Antonio Conte is in uh, at the the worst North London club. And... Let me tell you, uh, Antonio Conte is, is who they were trying to get this summer. Um, it's a great signing. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think Antonio Conte is a, a class manager. Uh, we've seen what he can do. He's won a title with Chelsea. Um, I'm interested to see what he does with this team because obviously Spurs still have a lot of talent. Yeah. But I think they've got a lot of <laughs> missing pieces. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see what he does because at the start of the season, Spurs were flying. They were playing. They were playing – for wins they weren't playing incredibly, but I think that match against Manchester City I called it a tactical masterclass from Nuno because frankly it was it was and then they got <laughs> two or three more 1-0 wins in matches that I don't know that they deserve to win Nuno was only in charge for I believe 17 matches F- total of four months Yeah, so uh, I, I mean rough for him because I liked what he did at Wolves um, He was the wrong manager for Spurs. I, I, I think be, so too. Yeah, and um, but Conte, we'll see if he's the right manager for Spurs because, you know, big names like that. I mean, Mourinho wasn't the right guy for Spurs. Um, we'll have to see if Conte is. Um, but that makes, that makes it a lot more interesting for United, too, because if Ole loses his job, who goes to United? Yeah, the rumor was Ole's gone and
0: Conte will come in. That was kind of the rumor, that it was both clubs were like, we're going to attack our manager if we lose and hire Conte. United can't now. They lost that window. Who are they going to hire? Ronald Koeman? Like, <laughs> had, to, had to make Arjun laugh there. But in all seriousness, you're right. There's nobody that is available they can hire that is good enough to be the manager of United for Pogba, for Ronaldo, for Bruno Fernandes, for Rashford, for Maguire, for all of them. No one's good enough. So, like,
1: what are they going to do at uh, that manager I, position? I honestly—it's it, tough to say because, I mean— I think United winning 3-0 is a symptom of how bad Spurs are. um, How bad Spurs were before uh, Conte got hired. But in addition to that, I I think um, the loss against Liverpool was embarrassing. And I think... I I don't know if I would have been as reactionary as to fire Ole then. But I I think it almost would have benefited the club more if they did. Because now you you've, you've got to stick it out with him maybe there's someone they're looking at in an opening um for manager but w- the Ole situation is is crazy and and we'll talk about it when we get into champ in the into the champions league that he's he's really not doing a very good job and no, he's and not. and he's had he's been bailed out by um, by his players namely ronaldo in, in the <laughs> late ronaldo in, in the late stages of matches countless times They've lost some really big matches namely the ones at young boys The one at young boys and and the embarrassment against liverpool I mean they they drew atalanta. We'll just go into champions league now They drew atalanta two two. ronaldo was able to salvage a point Um, but when you look at the standings, I mean, I mean united are are top of that group But villarreal are right there on the same amount of points, and Atalanta, a very solid side, are are on five points. So another misstep for United. Yeah. Um. If they play Villarreal again and lose, I mean their their Champions League hopes are in in jeopardy. And uh, along with that, I mean they they they're sitting in fifth, e- even on points with Arsenal, um, beating us on goal differential right now. But they haven't been super consistent.
0: They they have not. And I want to take a second, Arjun, to kind of just think about something real quick. Um, In the Champions League, there is a a chance that, firstly, Liverpool are basically in. Liverpool and Juventus have both clinched. Liverpool and Juventus clinched. City are sitting at nine points in their group. They're going to clinch, too. Um, But there is a chance, outside of them, and Chelsea, because Chelsea are also at nine points. They're going to make their group. United miss out. And United could drop all the way out. Of just general Europe, which by the way, Arjun, tell me that wouldn't be amazing. Tell me for a second, United not being in the Europe, Europa League or Champions League wouldn't be fun. It,
1: it's a non-zero chance, but young boys would have to win uh, one match. I have and, faith in them. I have faith in they'd them. They'd have to win one match and, and draw another or win both um, in order for that to happen. But match day four is over. The only two teams that have clinched are Liverpool and Juve. They are, they are four for four um in in group stage play um Liverpool have been stellar in their group dominated Atletico Madrid today um Ajax as well have done a great job they're not through yet but they're also four for four um Dortmund and Sporting currently on the same amount of points Sporting have won both of their last two Dortmund Dortmund, currently without
0: Holland which is making that life difficult
1: for them Dortmund have dropped their last two and uh, what I'm looking at is Group D. I mean, I mean Sheriff, the club out of Moldova, are still in yeah! contention. Yeah, come on, boys. They they lost to Inter today, three one. But Real Madrid are on nine points, Inter are on seven, Sheriff are on six. They're still very much in it. So you're telling me there's a chance, Arjun? I you're am. You're telling me there's
0: a chance. Um,
1: but but I think the biggest storyline, um, besides you know Liverpool and Juve getting through, is that is that Barcelona in Group E. So Bayern uh, have 12 points. They're 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 still not through yet because they, because Barcelona and yeah. Benfica um actually I think Bayern but are they, through.
0: They are they might be through. They did hammer Benfica yesterday
1: 5-2. Yeah. And um, and Barcelona were able to pick up a win against Dynamo Kiev. Ansu Fati getting a goal making it 1-0. Obviously the worst team in the group uh Dynamo Kiev, but Barcelona are now on 6 points, Benfica are on 4. There's two match days left. It, it's going to be Really interesting to see what happens. Um, plus, in Group A with City and PSG, um, City on nine points, PSG on eight. PSG still undefeated in the group, yeah. Uh, despite their struggles, but they they drew today to Leipzig, who picked up their first point in the group. Yeah. So so not Dominic Sobasly, our king. He yeah, Sobasly got a penalty in the ninety second minute minute and converted. Uh, Donnarumma saved a penalty earlier in the match, so it could have gone worse for PSG. But again, they missed Messi today. Messi did not play. So the Champions League, it's it, it's heating up. And there's, there's just so much to look at. The Champions League matches so far have been crazy. Lots of goals here and there. Um and and the last two match days only prove to to get wilder because the the hunt for those last few spots. I mean, Liverpool have done a great job to get out of the group of death. And now, I mean, Milan have picked up only one point in that group. Uh, one draw and three losses through four. Porto have done a good job uh, winning one and drawing two. I mean, there, there's a lot to look at here. There's a lot to look at. And, I mean, it, Ajax have been dominant. Bayern have been dominant. There's just, I mean, a Ten Hag at Ajax has been doing a stellar job. If he's willing to leave his job at, at Ajax... I mean, United may soon be open. Um, if if Chavi to Barcelona somehow doesn't materialize, the Barcelona job is open. Yeah. So I I, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it, to be honest.
0: Um, but that's it's getting interesting, it's getting more fun in the Champions League. Uh, but we do now need to bring it back to a team that is in a Europa League spot, but not a Champions League spot, um, is Arsenal. Our boys. We are sitting here at a lovely sixth place playing Watford at the weekend, the 9 a.m. match, uh, us going up against Watford. Um, and obviously, for those who don't know, the the big uh cycling GK himself, Ben Foster. Uh shout out to him. Uh great podcast, focused and a great person in general. So we love we do love Ben Foster on this podcast. But outside of him, Watford have Played a strange season. They're sitting in 16th place. They did win their last match, I believe, five two or something. They they, they lost. Five?
1: They lost to Southampton last week, they but got, defeated they Everton, Everton. They hammered Everton. They defeated Everton in what was a wild match. Um, Everton were up two one, and Watford scored four goals in um, in a span of what is that? Thirteen minutes. Four goals in thirteen minutes to win the match. Yeah, so we so we know they can do damage, um, in in quick succession. But um, I I fully believe Arteta will stick with the four four two. We haven't played for for eight days. By then, everybody will be fully rested. I think we're gonna put out the same eleven we did against Leicester, um, unless Tierney's back from injury. In which case, I think we would put him back in there. Um, I want Smith and Saka on the wings. I want both Aubameyang and Lacazette in there. Xhaka's still hurt, so why not put Thomas and Lokonga back in? And There's no need to change the back four at all unless Tierney is back and obviously Ramsdale and goal So we're hoping it'll be straightforward um, Obviously as we said before Arsenal nine wins uh, nine uh, games unbeaten on the trot uh, We'll look to make that double digits uh, against Watford at the Emirates So yes. it's at home against a Watford team that has looked up and down. They're in 16th place right now only got 10 points on the season um, through 10 matches so it should be a straightforward win. What's your score prediction for it this one? It should be. Um, before my score prediction, I do also want to say the player to
0: watch. Uh, if you're watching Watford and you're like, "Who's their best player?" Ishmael Sar. He is their best player. He was. It was a shock when he was not bought last season while with Watford in the Championship. It was a shocker because he was by far too good to be there in the Championship. He's too good of a player. So the fact that he wasn't bought. Um, was shocking. He did not go all Jamie Tart and go to Man City. None of that. Um, shout out to my, my fans who watched Ted Lasso out here. Um, but he's a danger man to watch for uh, them. He's got four goals in ten matches for Watford. Um, my score prediction: Our June is going to be. I'm going. I'm going one nil. I think it's a
1: rougher victory, but a one nil to the Arsenal for the boys. I said two nil last week against Leicester, and I got it right. So I'm going to say two nil again. Uh, I back think back to back. I think Ramsdale will keep another clean sheet, and I think we'll get again two early goals that will that will rattle Watford, and and this time they won't have the attacking prowess that Leicester do with with Ian Acho. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping we get a win. So that'll do it for this episode of the Going Going Gunner podcast. Thank you for listening, um, and as always, be sure to drop us a follow on Twitter, and have a great day.